of you just show of hands, this has been a rich, rich series of services this summer. I, it's been so good for me personally, and I, and I, I hope it has for you. And I want to talk today on a subject in this summer soul care that I've not yet spoke on, and I've been kind of excited about speaking on this. Uh, we're kind of saving it towards the end of the summer because um, it just, I, it's, it's a special, special subject that is very needed. And when I tell you my title, you think, well, that's not the soul, but it is so connected to the soul. And I, I want to talk to you, and we're just going to call it a transformed mind. Somebody say a transformed mind. And so would you stand with me for the reading of the word today? Um, we're going to go to Revelations chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. And it's a beautiful text, and I want to kind of read it slow and let it kind of settle in. You know, when you read something real slow, it kind of it marinates. Revelations 12, 1 through 2. Therefore, I urge you, I urge you. I love that. He's like, I'm calling this out of you. I'm, 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 I'm putting a, an asterisk by this, a star by this. I urge you, brothers and sisters. So he's speaking to the church. In view of God's mercy, if you're looking through the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, this is your true and proper worship. And then he says this, he says, do not conform to the pattern, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be, what? Transformed by the renewing of your what? Of your mind. Then, when there's a transformation in your mind, then this will happen. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, His pleasing, and His perfect will. Can you give the Lord a hand clap for His word? Beautiful. His word is so rich. You may be seated. We are transformed by the renewing of the mind. I want to speak to you today and, and try to give you some helps if you have the ability to take notes or have your devotion or your phone or something to take notes. This would be a, a message that is one of those note-type take messages uh, that hopefully helps you. Uh, many of us think that once our life is transformed, in other words, once we get everything transformed in our life, then our mind will be renewed. But that's not what the Word of God said. It's actually the other way around. You don't get your life straightened out and your mind renewed, but it's the other way around. And uh, when, we, when we, let me use this example. When we were born into this world, most of us came out head first. And if you want to come out of unpleasant circumstances in your life, you're going to have to get your head out first. Your head has got to be in the right spot for your life to follow. Does that make sense? You, you, you can't, it can't be the other way around because your head has to get, get, get straight. And when your mind is changed, then your life is transformed because where your mind goes, that's where your life flows. And knowing how to come against toxic thinking is so important because... Toxic 
thinking will lead to toxic living. And so Proverbs chapter, chapter 23 and verse 7 says, As a man, what? Thinketh in his heart, so is he. The heart, when we talk about the heart and the word of God, it's, it's referring to the same thing as, as, as if we would say soul. And that soul and heart and mind are all intertwined in there. That's why we're dealing with the mind today, because it's part of the makeup of the thinking aspect of a man. As a man thinks in his heart, as a man thinks down in his soul, so is he. But it all begins up here. It, it begins in the mind and so, much, so many things. And I, I want to make this statement for you, and I... And I'm, we're going to put it on the screen for you. And that is the battle for a disturbed soul always starts in the mind. The battle for a disturbed soul always starts in the mind. Everybody, uh, everybody has a mental illness. I don't know if you know that. Just turn around to somebody and say, you're a little mental, mentally ill. Uh, and let me... Let me <laughs> Some of y'all really been wanting to tell somebody that. <laughs> and the mental illness, this is the mental illness. Let me get you back being spiritual here. The mental illness is called sin. And the Bible uses at least a dozen different phrases for the condition of our minds under sin. Listen to this illness that we have. And I, and I can't go through all of them, but just a, a few, and I has scriptures for all of these, but a, a troubled mind, the Bible says in 2 Kings. A depraved mind, Romans 8. A sinful mind, Romans 8. A, a depraved mind, 1 Timothy 6. A sinful mind, Romans 8. A dull mind, 2 Corinthians 3. A blinded mind, 2 Corinthians 4. A corrupt mind, and that is 2 Timothy 3. I, I don't want any of those minds. That is an illness that we are born into this world with, this mind struggle. I, I don't want any of those things to be labeled over you, over uh, your family, over your life personally. I'll tell you what I want to be labeled with, and that is a transformed mind. Come on, hey, somebody. I want a transformed mind. I didn't, I didn't come to Christianity to... To, to learn how to talk Christianese and talk the language and do all the stuff and, and go about and be, look good and look pretty. Because uh, uh, if that happens, I'd failed a long time ago. I came into Christianity because I know what the world is and I know the thinking of the world. I want a transformed mind. And when I get a transformed mind, I get a transformed life. Amen? And so some people are still trying to change their life. Yeah, and you hadn't changed, changed, changed the mind. And so the soul is sick because the mind is sick. Hell, I'm back. I don't know if y'all want me to leave again, but we're back. I'm, I want to give you a, a, a few things to think about. That's good to say on a mind message. A, good, a few things to think about. In fact, I want to give you seven things to think about. Uh, for a transformed mind. I often don't do seven things or three things or five things, whatever, but today is seven things. So that's why I told you it would be a good day to take notes. So a few things for you to think about on a transformed mind. Number one, don't believe everything you think. 
We naturally feel that if we think something, it must be true because it came from within us. But just because you think something does not make it true. <laughs> uh, should I say that again? Just because you think something does not make it true. But it came from within me. You will lie to yourself. We do not even understand how biased we are. We can't even understand how we are shaped and formed by the way we were even raised. We can't imagine that. And so we can't, we can't see things through other people's eyes and all these different things. And so we, we, we can't, just because you get a thought doesn't mean it's correct. And I know that when you posted on Facebook, you thought it was correct. But trust me, a bunch of people will tell you it's not correct. But, but, but it's, it's unreal. I, I have personally said things that I knew were correct, and somebody with an enlightenment and a different mindset tell me something, I go, you know, I think you're right. <laughs> and I really thought I was truly right. And, and so our minds are broken by sin, and, which means we can't trust even what we think. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, Listen to this, the heart, your heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Like the, one of the big reasons why you need to not believe everything you think is that we, we kind of see what we want to see. We really do. We kind of see what we want to see. Uh, we our, our mind, we have thinking, and, and based on that thinking, we kind of see things the way we want to see them. Is that true or not? I, uh, for instance, let me use an example. The, the optic nerve, the optic nerve, which is the only nerve that goes directly to your brain, actually sends more impulses from your brain forward than from your eye backward which means your brain is telling you what you see. It, it, and so in that, if you put mental garbage in your brain and into your mind, you're going to get garbage in your life. And, and people say, well, I, I, I'm always seeing things different, and I see things, one, one person sees things incredibly on a positive nature, another one on a negative nature, what are you feeding into the garbage of the mind that is sending impulses to your optics that, that shows you to see things in a negative fashion? Does that make sense to anybody here today? I, I, um, <laughs> I was yesterday, we, we, we flew in, we missed our flight leaving Richmond Friday evening, late, never take a late flight that's connecting because it's not going to work out good. And, and we're connecting in Dallas, and we, we, uh, the flight was late leaving, so it caused us to miss our next flight into Beaumont. And so we had to get a hotel and stay the night, Friday night, in Dallas. Jump on a flight yesterday, got home about 2.40, and, 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 and we were on that flight from Dallas to, to, to Beaumont, which is a smaller plane, it's a packed plane, and the person sitting in front of me was... Well, Y'all call her Karens. Y'all, y'all are very Karens. 
if there's a Karen in the house, we really do love you and you're a great person. I don't know why it's called that. I really have never researched that, but that's what they call She was one of them. And she had this mindset that she was better than the flight from Dallas to Beaumont because Beaumont is not all that. She lives in Beaumont, for goodness sakes. <laughs> and she was fussing, and she was complaining, and the lady next to me was complaining and fussing and says, next time I'm going to drive. I, I thought, I wish you would. <laughs> but the lady in front of me fussed and fussed and fussed, and she had this little aura about her that she thought she was better than the flight, and they were running down Beaumont, and I just tried to keep my mouth closed because sometimes my face pops up on things, and I don't want them to... And so I, I was listening to all this stuff and kind of watching all this stuff, and we got off the plane, but you got to understand now she has filled her mind with the garbage of negativity. And it's not a big, Beaumont's not a big airport, and so it's, it doesn't take you about two minutes to walk from the plane, walk inside, and come to the luggage. And so that it, because it's such a short walk, it feels like you're waiting a long time on your luggage. Does that make sense? That's what common sense says. This lady didn't have it. <laughs> She's so fussing. Boy, in the big towns, you get your stuff faster than this. Right, right. And I'm like, you walk two minutes. They're working as hard as they can. It's 400 degrees outside. And they found your luggage to get her. It's some absolute miracle. And she's fussing. And I, I, and I, I kind of hit Adina because I love to watch people. And she's at the, waiting on her luggage going. And I'm over there, and I'm not all perfect, nor always have the best attitude. But today, that day, the Lord was singing. And I, <laughs> I looked and, and, and I, I, I said, Adina, it's an absolute miracle that our luggage could be, we could have a layover in Dallas, and they still get it all straight and get it on here this morning to get, it's absolutely unbelievable, and they did all of that on a round-trip ticket from me to Virginia, Beaumont to Dallas, Dallas to Virginia, stayed there, on the way back, same with all this stuff, for 500 and something dollars, it's an absolute, I don't even know how, it's absolutely incredible, I want to just say thank you, thank you, it's amazing, I can't drive hardly for that, are you with me? And so I'm seeing through the lens of a positive that I'm blessed in America to get to take this kind of, so I'm seeing it through that lens. She's not seeing it through that lens because some kind of, if she's listening to me, God bless her, we're working on you, ma'am. And, 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 <laughs> and she's at the turret going, can I tell y'all something funny? Everybody got their luggage except her. <laughs> Am I telling the truth, Dana? Every, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I was, you know, and she was, at that point, words started forming out of her mind. That was the garbage started filtering out. It started forming cuss words. Uh, which I'm not going to share with you. Don't go, ooh, like you've been so holy. <laughs> but, but what I'm trying to tell you, she was mad, she was upset, and, and the, the brain, her brain is telling what you see. She saw everything through negativity. Her mindset was negative going in, and, and it was negative going out. 
If you put mental garbage in, you will get garbage out. Some people, some people are so open-minded that their brains are falling out. That's pretty good right there. Well, I just want to be open-minded. No, 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 no. You need to be careful what comes into your mind. We're living in an age of open-mindedness and no brains. Somebody just tell you, let's get our brains back in, guard the mind, and let God heal our thoughts, probably. Can you give the Lord a praise today? And so you think we just can allow anything in our mind and we're going to be fine. Number two, the, the other ones are going to go quicker. What you feed your mind with becomes a mindset. doesn't start that way, but if you keep feeding that, a mindset is impossible to change without changing what your mind is filled with. And so you're wanting to change a mindset, but you're, 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 you're not... It's filled with stuff that is setting that mindset. And a mindset is a stronghold or what controls you. The mind, the mind is what you control. The mindset is controlling you, but the mind is what you control. And so, it's, so it's the only way to change your default and automatic thinking is by filling your conscious mind with new information of God's truth. You need truth coming in. If we've ever needed truth, we need it in this generation. Because truth, uh, not the truth of God, but the truth that is flowing up in this world is depleting. And in this, we need to, we need to put B12 vitamins on the truth of God in our mind. We need to feel, once the conscious mind is filled uh, to the overflow... Of, of God's truth and then it begins to slip into our subconscious mind and 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 it produces how that overflow of our life a mindset that is a, a godly mind or a sound mind a sound mind is more than a, a song we sing it's the way God wants us and I'll hit that in a little bit and so what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to replace the space. Everybody say, replace the space. So that space that, that the old mindset has been taken up in your life, don't just try to stop thinking those thoughts that have been those negative thoughts that are feeding in your life. You, you've, got, you've got to replace those. You've got to replace them with something different. You can't. You gotta. You gotta get the garbage out, but we gotta put something back in its place that is healthy. And what is healthy? The healthy that we. I want to tell you to replace it with is the word, the word of God. It is faithful. It has been around through the ages. It will be around long after you and I are gone. It is the word of God, and it is truth. If the Bible and the Word of God says it, it is truth. If you don't believe that, you're going to be all messed up in your Christianity. But what the Word of God... I've had, I've had Christian people tell me, Christian people tell me, because their religious mindset has them in one vein, that I, I'm saying, I don't care what the Bible says, 
this is what I believe. And what happens is, is we have a negative mindset on that, and we can tell you all the word we can, and it's not going to defeat that. You've got to kick out some stuff and replace the space with the truth of the word of God. Man, I hope this is making sense. This is exactly what Jesus did in Matthew chapter 4. He's tempted, he's tempted, and he, Jesus is tempted. And he's been fasting for 40 days. I mean, he is like, for one, he's Jesus. And then he's been fasting. He is like, oh, I mean, it's like amazing. And yet he's in a desperate, uh, in a desert, in a place of hunger, and the enemy says, I think I'm going to attack him now. And I'm going to start speaking things into his mind, start thinking, thinking into his spirit. And, and we all, the church through the ages, kind of holds our breath because everything is pivotal right here. How Jesus responds to this is how we need to respond, and will Jesus pass this test? And there's a bunch of all, of all the four temptations that are given, they have great meaning to each one of them. He tried to offer him the, the world without the cross. He, he, he tried to offer, and every single time Jesus says back to him, do y'all know what it says? It is what? Written. He said, it is written. He took them back to the word of God. He went back to the Word of God. If Jesus had to do it, when negative thoughts and temptations filled his soul, you need to do it, I need to do it, that when those things start filtering into our mind, and they can come even in our spiritual moments. They can even come when we're on a spiritual high, per se. They can come after you uh, just finished a great service on Sunday or, or, or you name it. And all of a sudden, those things start attacking you and your spirit because the enemy don't like the growth that you've produced. And so he says, hey, hey, I can't give up ownership. I can't give up the mindset. I got to keep this stronghold. And so he sets a new thing and a new thought to feed in there. And it's in those moments, the way you're going to defeat this is you're going to have to stand up and say, it is written. But it's more than you saying it is written, it's going to the writ. It's going to the Word of God. It is combating it with the Word of God. That's why we beg y'all to take notes. Because in those moments, you can go, oh, I think he preached a message on the mind. I'm going to get on my phone and look at it again. Because and you, oh, the Word starts opening up to you again. And things that ministered to you at one point comes back to you and begins to minister to you again because the power of the word of God and the spoken word of God will defeat the enemy. Will defeat the enemy. Can you give the Lord a hand for a, a praise in the house? So the moral of the story is get the word of God in you. If Jesus had to speak it, you have to speak it. Get the word of God in you. I want to go to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 through, through uh, 24 today. It says this, you were, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self. You were taught to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires these desires <laughs> but look not only is this putting off but look at this to be made new so he didn't leave us just 
getting the old stuff out. But he said to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. I don't know about you, but that's what I want to be. I'm not acting like I'm there, but I am aspiring to continue to take the old man off. And I want to tell you this, no one in this room is there and has finished the race. If you're still breathing today, you're still in the process. I want to just say this, and I'll come back to this later, but you're still in the process of transformation. You're still in the, he said, have a transformed mind. You're still in the process of transformation. And the, notice the language in this text. It talks about putting off the old self, but then it talks about putting on the new self. And, and so we can, take, we can take off our toxic thinking, but we need to put on some positive thing. We've got to replace the space. We've got to replace the space. So many times I think we are... We halfway fight the battle. We halfway fight the battle. We, we, we work really hard to take off the toxic thinking, and, and we work hard at that, the bad attitudes and the sinful habits. But then we stop there, and we, we, we feel pretty spiritual about that. We have, our, we have our God moment with that, and that is rich and powerful in Christianity to have your God moment at that place. Are you with me today? But we're, we sometimes stop halfway through the battle, and, 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 and then it's only half of the command. We've only finished. God says, take off these things, but replace them with what I have for you, and what he has for you is truth. And so don't stop halfway through the battle. Well, I, I had me a God moment, and I got that old toxic thinking and bad attitudes and sinful habits, and I laid them down. That's awesome. And a lot of Christianity stops right there. That's, that can be the whole of Christianity right there. But it's not the whole of Christianity. It's only half. It's only God has another side of the command. Now I want you to pick up the new thing I have for you. I don't want you. This is not true freedom. That's not true freedom just getting it off. True freedom is filling it back up and filling it back up with the new that God has for you, and the new that God has for you is the truth. One of our, I often say one of my favorite scriptures is Philippians 4 and 8, but I don't want to read that today. I want to read 6, I want to read six through 7 because it's so powerful. Listen to this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by what? Prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace which transcends, transcends all understanding, watch this, will guard your heart. It's going gonna, it's gonna to guard your soul. It's going to guard your mind. It's going to guard the thinking aspect of a man and a woman. It guards that in our, in our life. That's number two. Number three. Number three. Stop believing. Stop believing that you can't control your thoughts. There, there's an, there is a lie that we have believed, and we need to repent of it, and as the, that is that we can't control our thoughts. That's phooey. When I, I go out to, most of the time Adina gets the mail, but you'll get the point. When I go out to the mailbox, 
and I open that mailbox, it's my mailbox. Somebody say, it's my mailbox. And you do the same thing. You open it up, that's your mailbox. It's got your address on it. It's your name attached to it. And I open my mailbox, and I get out the mail. But just because I get this mail out doesn't mean I have to open all of it. And I get the mail out, and I start look. Do y'all start looking at on the way back in? Huh? Do y'all, do y'all ever take a detour by the trash can? And, and, and I'm on my way, and I'm going, nope, 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 nope. And some things that I look at in there, they were in my mailbox, but they were not addressed to me. They were addressed. I have walked my neighborhood looking for another number because I'm like, that didn't belong to me, and that might be a bill. And I'm going to take it to who it belongs to. But, and, and, and so it's not addressed to me. If it's not addressed to me, I'm not going to open it. So I'm not going to open everything that I get out of that box. Another thing I'm not going to open, and I'm not really interested in open, not only things that are not addressed to me, but I hate opening junk mail. And you can kind of sniff it out if it's junk mail. It just kind of go, whoop, yep, I discern in the Holy Spirit that is junk mail. And I go right by the trash can and I make a, I make a drop. Are you with me? There's some things, thoughts come in your brain. Don't let the devil tell you just because it comes in your brain, you got to open it. There are thoughts that come in your mailbox that you are opening that are not addressed to you. In fact, the return address is the enemy and he's put it on it and you need to send that thought back to where it came from. It's not addressed to you. It's not a part of you. That thought is your old way of thinking and my new way of thinking. I have a new address, a new P.O. box, a new place. I don't open the thoughts I used to open. I'm opening now truth and who I am and what I am in God. Not only am I not going to open it, if it's not addressed to me, but if it's junk mail. And there are so many thoughts that come into our mind that are not who you are, but they are junk in your mind. And they're appealing to your senses to open them. And if the enemy can just get you to open it, you might buy that car that you can't afford. In other words, you might buy that thought that you can't afford to carry. It's too expensive for you. You can't handle it. You've got a new way of thinking, and you're not going to be in a debtful way of thinking. You're going to be a new way of thinking. And the old thought is trying to carry you back, and it's junk mail, and the Spirit is speaking to you, and you're discerning that it's not of God. Put it out of your mind. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise. Put it out of your mind. Get those thoughts out that, that you, just because they come in. We all have negative thoughts. I know y'all see me up here speaking, but I have negative thoughts that come through. Can I be that honest with you? If you want a pastor that never has a negative thought or a bad thought, God bless you. You are going to be in transformation moving from church to church for the rest of your life. Because people, people, 
we have thoughts that come in. You need to understand about that. I, I want to get the, the robe off for a minute. I want to get the halo off for a minute. I want you to understand we all think thoughts, but not everyone opens the thoughts. And God has given you wisdom to open and discernment. In fact, we sang a song, Second Timothy, and the, and the words of this song, or, or the key part of the song, comes from Second Timothy chapter uh, 1 and verse 7. And it says, God wants to, this is paraphrased, but God wants to give you, and it says there, a sound mind. And there's other things that are in there, but I'm, I'm, I'm working on the mind today. God wants to give you a sound mind. Everybody say sound mind. And that's what we sang about today, and we're going to close this service seeing that again. And the root word for sound mind literally means, and this is so huge, the, the root word literally means a saved mind. God's going to give you a saved mind. And it's like saved from its, <clears throat> from its lower state to a higher reality in God. And this is how you control your passion desire, by having a saved mind. And if you're living, you're aspiring and you're trying to live for God with an old mind and an unsaved mind, it is no wonder it's so hard. Because you're unpacking all of those evil thoughts that were that 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 you're opening them up and you're unpacking those and and you may not even be walking them out per se, but you're unpacking them and walking through them. And I wanna I wanna make a statement. I should have put this on the screen for you, and that is the mind is a servant either to your spirit or to your flesh. It's a servant, and so when your spirit, we do have this on the screen for you, when your spirit is weak, the mind, the mind runs errands for the flesh by thinking negative thoughts. When your spirit is weak, so you're going to either go to the spirit of the flesh, but when your spirit is weak, your mind runs errands for the flesh by thinking negative thoughts and they're continuing to come in here but when we that's why it's so huge for you to continue to build up the spirit and so how do we do that we have that by having communion with the holy spirit and as we entertain and have communion with the holy spirit it builds up in us a thinking and a mindset that our spirit overtakes and wins the battle between spirit and flesh and so I, I, I want my mind to run errands, but I want mine to run errands and grab hold of what I've been communing with. And it's going to grab hold what you've been communing with. You can trust that. And so is it going to commune, am I going to commune with, the, with the, the spirit of the Lord in me? Or is it, is it going to commune with that flesh side of me that wants to walk those things out? You're in a room right here today that we're feeding the spirit man right now. And so if you continue to intake into your life and your mind, your soul, uh, uh, that mindset, when you need it, I'm telling you what's going to come out for you, your mind's going to run to the spirit and pull things out of that area of your life. And so, number four, our mind possesses what we confess. Our mind possesses 
what we confess. I, 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 want, you to, I want you to do something. I, your mouth, which is kind of a verbal of what's going on in the brain, your mouth can be a thermostat to change things. And, and your mouth changes the temperature according to what's going on in the room. That, that, that's why it's so important for you to fill your life with the good because out of that, your life is fed by the Spirit and you're able to confess. And, and I, want you to, I want you to transform. I, I want you to start speaking some positive things in your life. I want you to start speaking life and I want you to start speaking freedom and, and, and the things of God. It's about, the devil's kill, steal, and destroy, but he is about life and life more abundantly. And I want to speak that. Can I just tell y'all something? I think the best of y'all. I didn't look at you this week and when you walk in the door and go, my God, they've been running around in their hush. Hey, uh, they're in a drunken stupor, I can just tell. No, they were just real sleepy when they walked up. I, uh, I think the best of you, because I see you from that vantage point. And I, I, want, us to, I, want, us, and I want to speak that, just like I am now. And I want you to speak that over when it turned around to somebody and say, I believe in you. I, I want to, our mind possesses what we confess. If you look it over your spouse and say, they're a dirty, rotten, I could have done better than you. I could have done, but I should have married that girl from high school. If, oh, I went on to something there. I felt it in the something. If you think that thought, you're going to confess negativity in your marriage. But if you, can, I need you to possess a winning spirit and attitude so that you can produce this in your relationships and everything around you. It, you confess it. Somebody say the Lord is good. I want you to do something. I want you to just, I know this is really pushing you, but if, if, for some of you, but others not, but I want you to just put your hands up like this. I just tricked you into lifting your hands. I, I, I want you to just praise the Lord right now. Would you do that? Just confess, confess. the pra- Lord, I praise you. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying, God, you are good. God, you are good. Hallelujah. God, you are good. Look, look every hand in the room is right because God is good. He is good. You know what you're confessing? You're confessing, you're confessing that the Lord is good. And He's good all the time. And all of a sudden, your mind starts possessing that the Lord is good. And you walk that out in your life. Somebody give the Lord a praise. Number five. Number five. Resist negative thoughts and assist positive thoughts. I want to just tell you all this. Positive thoughts are not going to stay. They need to be assisted. You naturally think negative thoughts. Negative thoughts are not going to leave. You have to resist them. You have to say, nope, I'm not opening that. You have to resist that. Positive thoughts are not always, you don't just wake up in the morning and just, you know, go through life going, whoo, I see good everywhere. No, 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 no. You have to assist that. 
You have to assist that. You have to feed that. The negative thought is what's going to stay and naturally going to be there because we have this tendency to go back to our mental illness. But when I come to Christ, God is wanting to transform the mind and I have to assist that and I can do that by the word of God. And I, I, think it's, I think it's so, the Bible describes the mind as a ship and uh, looking for a harbor. You, cannot, you can't keep the bad ships out from sailing back and forth on the harbor. The thoughts come and go. But what I can do is stop them from docking in the harbor. Amen? I'm trying to do two things in this. I'm trying to let you off the hook for bad thoughts going through your mind. But I'm also holding and challenge you to not unpack that thought. Because that thought can lead to that ship anchoring in the harbor. And so I, give, I, I take away the docking privileges of what's trying to dock in my mind. And we must assist the word of God by making room for it in our hearts. I'm making room for it. And I, I resist the evil thoughts taking them captive, the Bible says, and bringing them into submission to Christ. Number six, I'm moving right along here. Expect miracles. Expect miracles. Expect good things to happen. I'm just believing for good things to happen. I, uh, a person with a renewed mind has positive expectations in the forefront of their mind and if you do not let your imagination create an image which things always go bad for you have y'all ever been there come on just be honest you got one little pimple right there oh my god i'm dying and that's kind of the way some people live and i'm not beating you up with that i'm saying we're letting the imagination of the mind play out the negativity in our spirit. And, 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 and it's time for us to expect the miracle. What am I mean by that? Expect the miracle. Wake up in your life, really on a daily basis, wake up in your life and expect God to do good things. And when negative thoughts keep sowing into there on other, uh, the, other than the good, that's the evil wanting to come back in through that old mental illness in your life and sow into that habit. And you say, well, Pastor, bad things always really do happen in my life. What's happening is, I think, is that your mindset is sowing negative faith. You can sow positive faith that God, the good things are going to come out of my life, or I can sow negative faith. And I am producing or feeding into the negativity and what I'm seeing in my life. And if you're seeing that, put a stop to that trash. Put a, some guardrails around that mind and don't let your imagination always create images that are, are turning bad. Quit sowing that junk. Are you hearing me today? Quit sowing that junk. Come on, I'll... Wipe that stuff off of your mind in the name of Jesus. I feel that today. And I want to close with really the scripture that I went into at the beginning. 
And that is about transformation, the transforming of your mind. So not only I, I want to expect miracles, but number seven, I want to understand that transformation is a process. It's a process. Well, I, I'm, just a, I'm just a caterpillar. Pastor, you don't know I'm just a caterpillar. Well, you can feed that all you want. And you can get in your mindset that you can't change. That the way you are is you're just a caterpillar. An ugly old caterpillar. But the Bible says through the transforming of your mind. Everybody say transformation. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm in transformation. In other words, this, my mindset has always been this, but God is allowing me to bring down those strongholds in my mind through the help of the Almighty God. And I'm going to give you three checks on that, three checks on that. The Word of God, the Holy Spirit, and godly counsel. I wanted to check those, those, those bases. So if I am, the Word of God says it shouldn't be in there, if the Spirit kind of alerts me and warms me and says it needs not be in there, and godly counsel says it not, needs not be in there, you need, to, you need to shut the guardrails on that thing. Amen? And let your life transformation transform. But transformation is a process. Let me, let me tell you this. I hope you come to the altar today when we open it. But if you come to the altar today... It's a pro start in the process of your healing in this way. But it's not the end all. Are you, are you hearing me? In other words, you're not going to come down here and we go pray over you and we, you, you know, a drive through deal and you're, whoop, there they go. They fixed. And they walk out and they just see butterflies everywhere. No, no, no. Sometimes you're just going to wiggle back out. Y'all don't want to see that again, do you? And you still feel like a worm. You still feel like a caterpillar. But it's a process. And the change that you're in, and you are in change. By the way, I want to stop and say something. God doesn't start to elevate you once you've changed. He elevates you in your change. He didn't go, well, I got them all perfect now. Let me put them in a place where I can use them. No, 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 no. Everybody you see and being used is in a process of transformation. And what we're working through, what you're working through, is all on display and leadership or whatever it may be. But it's really for you to see, look what I'm going through. But I don't think that I'm going to stay here because I'm changing. You ever had somebody tell you, Pastor, we just, we just, you're not the same person you used to be. You're right. I changed. I transformed. People dead in religion never change. Now, you've got to change according to the Word of God. But you've got to have change. You transform. I, read the, I hear those old songs, take me back to what I used to be in the Lord. I don't want to go back. I've been fighting and clawing and going through valleys. And Are you with me? 
to get where I'm at. I don't want to go back. Dear God, I'm growing. I've been up in a cocoon. And, and, and some of you, have, this morning, God's got you up in that cocoon, and there's change, change going on. There's change going on. And, and some of you got one... You got one wing out going, help, help, I'm changing. And all of us are seeing as a testimony of where you, you from where you used to be to now. I think I'm going to be something greater than this. Keep believing that. Keep praying that. Keep focusing on that. You are going to be that. Keep getting that wing out and letting it fly because it's not long. The other one starts working a little bit. And what I used to be, I'm not anymore. And there I'm a transformed mind. I got a new way of thinking. Somebody give the Lord praise. Transformed mind. A transformed mind. Just stay standing with me, please. A Somebody say, a transformed mind. Turn around, look at your neighbor and say, I'm in transformation. Look, at, look back at somebody and say, I'm going through change. I'm not what I want to be, but thank God I'm not what I used to be. Anybody feel like that right now? Yeah. Woo! One side of them looks real colorful. The other one side feels like they're still a caterpillar. But hang on, baby. God's working on me. And I'm, get, I'm, I'm trying to get that other. And then, I, like Paul says, I would be, but I'm not. And I'm, I, I got. I'm moving the cocoon. But everything's not changed yet. Keep on staying in the fight. God's got you here and you're changed. Somebody throw their hands up and say, I want a sound mind. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this presence of the Lord today. I thank you for the word of God today. The word of God gives us a sure place. It's a nail in a sure place. We thank you for the word of God today. In a world in topsy-turvy, we thank you for a sound mind. In a life that's topsy-turvy, God, thank you for a sound mind. Bring peace and healing and strength to every one of us. We thank you for this day. Thank you that we've gotten to worship together. Thank you for this house. Let us go and be healed and refreshed and be, live a blessed life this week. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church say amen. Amen. Can you give the Lord a love today? God bless you. Thanks for being in the house. We'll see you Wednesday night.